This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. Happy 2020. It is not only a new year, it is an entirely new decade, and I'm so excited to kick it off with you. This year can be, will be, a really great year. This year, I want to help you get out of your own way. Whether it's a really small thing that kind of holds you back or it's several big significant things, I want you to get out of your own way. I want you to stay out of your own way so that you are really limitless. So that you know that you are unlimited in what you want to achieve and what you want to create for your life. While I totally believe that every single moment is a blank slate and we can start fresh any second of the day, any minute of the day, any day, any week, any year, there is some innate momentum that comes with the first of the year and also with the first of the month and the beginning of a new week. So I want to help everybody really capitalize on that momentum, but not in a way that three weeks from now or three months from now, Your goals are in a drawer somewhere and it's back to the way things used to be. I know for me, I've finished many years feeling like it's kind of Groundhog Day. That every day was a lot like the day before and my thoughts were a lot like the day before. My choices were a lot like the day before. My results were a lot like the day before. And I've started many, many years with goals that I would not even come close to achieving. But none of that has anything to do with the opportunity that we have now. So no matter how good or how bad or how average 2019 was, let's let it go. No matter how many times you've set goals that you haven't achieved, We don't need to focus on that because it has nothing to do with where you are now. There is a lot that can be accomplished inside of a year. You can truly transform your life, your health, your body, your finances in a year, even when the journey will go on beyond the year. I wrote a book inside of a year, right? That happened from from draft to hit send to the publisher with the finalized cover design. All of that happened inside of a year. I bought and fully renovated a house inside of a year. Big things can happen. You can lose 100 pounds inside of a year. You can pay off tremendous amounts of debt You can double your income inside of a year. You can. No matter who you are or what you do, that is possible. 
but I don't just want you to re-energize yourself today or this week because it's the beginning of the new year. I do want you to re-energize yourself at this time, but I want you to continue to re-energize your life, your mindset. I want you to do this regularly. We have to re-energize ourselves all the time, weekly, daily, because sheer will and brute force and good intentions will no longer cut it. To create big change in your life, you have to elevate yourself. You have to elevate your mindset to match where you want to go. And we've got to be a little bit more strategic. I am a huge advocate for focusing on the day you're in more than you focus on the big, broad goals and where you want to be a year from now, with the caveat that in order to know how to move towards your goals today, in order to know what you're able and willing to do today that's going to make a difference, you've got to know what you're trying to accomplish, right? We have to know the big picture and also stay focused on the micro, stay focused on the day we're in, stay focused on what we can do today more than we're focused on where we're trying to be in six months or in 12 months. I've been reading a lot of books about business, and I I love to read. I've always got a couple of books going, but I was recently reading a book about business. It's called Traction. It's by Gino uh, Wickman, and they talk about how most business leaders are so buried in the day-to-day grind that they will go with workarounds and shortcuts just to get nagging issues out of their way so they can move on to the next thing. But when this happens for long enough, the whole organization feels like it's held together with duct tape and twine, and ultimately it's going to fall apart. This happens in life too, like outside of business. You know, we're so caught up in the day-to-day that it's easy to take shortcuts just to get through the day, right? You said you were going to eat healthy, but it's been such a crazy day that it's easy to say, oh, let's get pizza. I'm going to do better tomorrow. And when that happens for long enough, you never feel in control. There's a very low degree of trust in yourself, in your commitments, in your goals, And you're not going to make progress. Today, I want to help you be a little bit more strategic to identify what you want most from this year so that you have a very high degree of clarity in the day-to-day of what you can do to move the needle. So that six months into the year, we're not going, oh, crap. I got to really, I got to change things up because I have not made the progress I needed to make in the first six months to get where I wanted to go over the next six months. The first question that I want to ask you is if you're more of a process goals person or an outcome goals person. And I'm going to explain what that means, but I've got a bunch of questions for you today. I'll put them all in the show notes, which you can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 702. Primalpotential.com forward slash 702. Are you more of a process goals person or an outcome goals person? 
Because there are a lot of folks who are like, I set goals all the time and I never hit them. And sometimes it can come down to something I write about at length in Chasing Cupcakes, which is, you know, process versus outcome. So let's give some examples of the difference here. An outcome goal is going to be focused on where you want to end up. And a process goal is going to focus on the things you can do to get you there. All right. So an outcome goal might be I'm going to pay off $10,000 in debt. The process goal is I'm going to update my budget every day. An outcome goal might be I want to run a four-hour marathon. A process goal is I'm going to train five times a week. An outcome goal might be I'm going to lose 20 pounds, whereas a process goal is I'm going to journal every day and follow the golden rules of carbs and fat loss six days a week. An outcome goal for business might be I want to increase my business by 25% in the first quarter. But a process goal is the thing that drives that. I'll touch base with 10 customers and 10 prospective customers every single day. The outcome is often most attractive. I want to save $5,000. I want to be able to bench press my body weight. I want to lose 20 pounds, whatever. The process is the action that gets you there. And where a lot of people get lost in outcome goals is it doesn't feel really meaningful in the day you're in. Like, okay, yeah, I want to lose 20 pounds in the next three months, but like, eh, this cookie today doesn't really make a difference because I always have tomorrow. For people like that who kind of dismiss the moment they're in or the day they're in or find themselves feeling overwhelmed or find themselves making a lot of excuses, process goal might be the way to go. So the way to come about the process goal is to ask yourself, okay, what are the things I need to do regularly and consistently in order to get this outcome? And then you identify a couple of them, and those are your daily goals, as opposed to this big mammoth, big picture. But there are tons of people who are very motivated by that outcome goal, and they're driven, and it works for them. And I say, do it. If it works for you, do it. But if you feel overwhelmed or you're just putting it off, consider a process goal. So that's the first thing to look at. Are you more of a process goals person or an outcome goals person? The second thing I want you to look at is what are the most important areas of your life that you want to advance or improve this year? Don't turn this into a task list, okay? So I don't mean, well, I want to be more organized and I want to have more sex and I want to have less screen time and I want to work out more and I want to lose weight and make more money and spend less money. Let's look at the areas of your life, not the little pieces within each area. So some of the areas of life you might be considering are relationships or health or finances, or career. What are the most important ones that you want to advance this year? I wouldn't focus on more than two or three. I wouldn't focus on more than two or three. It doesn't mean that they're not going to improve, right? So let's say that you decide your health and your finances are your big areas of priority. That doesn't mean your relationships are going to fall apart. It doesn't mean that you don't prioritize people and make time for date nights and things like that. 
But we're really trying to get to where do I want to make sure that I'm moving the needle every single day? What is going to make the biggest difference when I get to the end of the year if I've improved in a meaningful way? And I'll say for me, I've got three. One is relationships. One is business. And one is health. Those are, those are my three. Those are the three areas that I most want to advance this year. Relationships, business, and health. If you only have one, that's totally fine. In fact, the fewer the better as far as I'm concerned because then it makes clarity and focus a little bit easier. But, but try to keep it minimal, all right? And you don't need right now to have a, a detailed plan mapped out. We just want to know what the biggest needle movers are going to be so we know where to spend our attention and our time to put our effort to measure our results, etc. Again, the daily focus is everything. I'm a big fan of what can I do today to make today better than yesterday? What can I do today to move me towards my goals? But if you don't know what your biggest priorities are, then you can feel kind of frazzled and chaotic and all over the place when it comes to that daily focus. The daily focus won't be as impactful if we don't have some clarity on the bigger picture. All right, here's the next question. And again, these will be over in the show notes at primalpotential.com forward slash 702. If you were to finish 2020 super proud, like this was a great year, what would that require? What would have had to have happened? What would you have had to do or change or accomplish or create to come to the end of the year and feel like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud of myself? And one of the ways that I I know that relationships are a big priority for me is because of the way I answered this question. So if you are struggling with that question of the areas of your life that you most want to focus on, that's okay. Then skip to this next question because the questions we go through for the rest of this episode might help you gain some clarity. So I'll tell you what I mean for me personally. If I were to get to the end of 2020 and feel like I'm super, super proud of myself, one of the things that would have to happen is that I feel really amazing about the amount of time I spent with family and friends and the relationships and the quality of those relationships in my life at the end of 2020. And that's not just the fact that I'm having a kid. It's not just the relationships in my own home. It's friendships that I've fostered in 2019. It's my family. In order for me to come to the end of 2020 and be like, this was an amazing year and I'm really proud of myself, it would require that those relationships got stronger. If I doubled my business, that would be great. But I wouldn't be super proud of myself if I personally didn't feel like relationships and people were a big priority. Similarly, if business fell apart and if we really struggled and we didn't grow, 
I wouldn't be like, wow, you crushed it this year, you know? And the same thing is true with my health. If I don't come to the end of 2020 and feel like I am healthier and fitter and stronger and more emotionally balanced than I am right now, I wouldn't feel super good about it. And maybe this this question to you also includes a lot of specifics, which I think is fine. Mine certainly does. What are some of those specific things that would have happened in 2020? Maybe you launched your business or you took on a new role at work or you got out of debt or you went on that family vacation. What kinds of things would you have done, achieved, created, changed in order for you to come to the end of the year and feel like, dang, you crushed it. This was a great year. All right. I want you to write those things down. Now, I want you to think even bigger. And here's the deal with these questions, guys. You cannot do this well if you're just thinking it through as I'm saying it. In order to do this well, you either have to go to the show notes page and carve out some time to answer these questions, or you need to be pausing as you go through this episode and doing the work before you move on. Because if you're just thinking about it in your head as you drive, as you go through this episode, you're not getting the depth and the quality of answers that you would get if you really gave it some time, right? The more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. So use this as a workshop, not as an overview or general consideration as you listen, okay? So you have those things that would have to have happened or changed or been created in order for you to come to the end of the year and be like, I crushed it. This was a great year. I feel really proud of myself then I want you to think even bigger because our tendency will often be to play it safe. Now think bigger. Think even bigger than you thought before. Well, what if, what if it was actually better than that? What if you totally hit it out of the park? What if you exceeded your expectations and everything was amazing? Think even bigger. I want you to spend some time with that. The initial thought might be, I don't know. I have no idea. That's where you begin, not where you end. That's where you begin, not where you end. You know, because like, I'll use myself as an example here with the family one. I would feel really proud if at the end of the year I was like, I feel really great about the amount of time I spent with my daughter. My relationship with my partner has never been better. I've built some really powerful friendships, people that I connect with every day, that I'm invested in them and they're invested in me. I spent time with those people. I prioritized family and not just on holidays. Well, if I think bigger, you know, maybe... Maybe it means that I'm spending four days at home not working, you know, I'm working three days and I'm off four days so I can easily take the baby and and go see my mom or go away for a long weekend or um, just 
enjoy the area where we live. That would be amazing. I would feel super proud of that. Maybe it means that at least every other month, me and the boyfriend are going away, you know, for a weekend or an overnight, just the two of us. That, that would be awesome. If I'm thinking bigger, maybe it means that I'm once a quarter doing some kind of friends trip where we go someplace cool and we just spend time together and maybe sometimes we bring the kids and sometimes we don't. But that would be awesome. That's bigger than, I feel really good about the amount of time I spent with family, you know? And it's more concrete. And then from there, I can get really specific about, well, what do I need to do in the first quarter in order to make that happen? We'll get to that. But the same thing is true like with health, I would feel really good if I could say unequivocally, I am healthier and fitter and happier and more confident and more emotionally resilient at the end of 2020 than at the beginning. But what if I think even bigger than that? Maybe I do two CrossFit competitions in 2020. And what if I start a a video blog of how I'm raising a healthy ha family and being a healthy mom with a newborn full-time business owner. You know, and that really helps me stay accountable and helps me inspire and impact others through my own growth and achievement. There's so many ways to think bigger, right? I want you to take those initial ideas and then really take the time to think bigger. Once you have that, what do you need to do in the next 90 days in order to be on track? What do you need to do in the next 90 days to be on track? The first thing that comes to my mind in this is I need to sit down with my calendar and I need to start putting a couple days on there every month that are family days where either I'm getting together with my mom and or my sister and or my aunt and my cousins or just the nuclear family. You know, we're doing something. I need to plan when I'm going to do my first overnight without the baby, just me and the boyfriend away to connect. It needs to be on the calendar. It can't just be a wish. And for business, right? What do I need to do for my business goals to be on track in the next 90 days. I've got a lot of strategizing that I need to do. Okay, if I know that, if I've got to really have a roadmap for the year, then when am I carving out time with the team to create that roadmap? Because right now I have a hard time answering that question in the business category. What do I have to do in the next 90 days to be on track? So, I can think of one thing, which is I need to continue getting ahead on the podcast before baby comes. But beyond that, I've got to really sit down and look at the priorities over the next six months, map them out, get everybody on the same page. And if I don't have that, then I don't have clarity on what I need to do in the next 90 days to be on track for the rest of the year. For health, what do I need to do in the next 90 days to be on track? 
I've got to really make sure that I'm eating really well all the way through the rest of my pregnancy. I've got to make sure that I'm continuing to move. I've got to make sure that I'm continuing to meditate and to journal. Once you have that answer, what do you have to do in the next 90 days to be on track? What do you have to do this month to be on track? In the month of January, what do you need to do to be on track for those areas of focus, for those things that you want to achieve by the end of 2020? What do you have to do this month? For me, for business, it's creating that one and that three-year roadmap. And it's recording podcasts. For my family, it's making sure that there are days on the calendar in January that are family days and that I have a sense of of what I'm doing and that I've coordinated with anybody else that's going to be involved. What do you have to do this month to be on track? And then what do you have to do this week to be on track? I know for me, those roadmaps are going to be created this week for business, for the three-year and the one-year vision. 100%, that's happening this week. And maybe this week also, there's a date night or a date overnight. Maybe I spend a few hours, I drive halfway, meet up with my mom, plan with some friends for something after school gets out, to do a weekend away someplace. What do you have to do today to be on track? What do you have to do today to be on track? There's something you can do for everything. Maybe today I share with my partner what my big goals are for our relationship for the year and how I want to tackle it. Maybe today I get that workout in and I make sure that I'm drinking four liters of water, even though it means I pee every 14 minutes. What do you have to do today to be on track? What kind of systems could you create to help you turn this into something that's more automated? What kind of systems could you create to turn this into something that is more automated? So I know for me, one of the systems that I have is that I reach out to three people in my life every single day, and it can't be the three people from yesterday. And that helps me stay on track with those relationship goals, so I know what's going on with people. And I'm not just like bobbing in and out of their life on big occasions. That's one thing. But another thing is that I could add is that every Sunday when I'm planning for my week, I'm making sure that I have social engagements on my calendar for that week, which could be lunch with a friend, which could be a phone call scheduled with somebody who's far away that I really want to connect with and just making sure that we're on each other's calendar for that week. It could be confirming travel plans for that girls weekend or going on a date night or whatever that that's a system you know like 
either Tuesday or Wednesday night. They're always date night. And sometimes things will come up so it can't be Tuesday, so it's Wednesday. But the next week, it's Tuesday. That can be a system. Is there something that you need to turn into a system? Maybe if, you're, if one of your areas is mindset, then you need to create a habit of reading for 30 minutes every single day or journaling for five minutes every single day. Maybe if your big goal is finances, then you need to create a routine where before you have that first cup of coffee or with that first cup of coffee, you're reviewing your budget every single day and that's part of your habit. Maybe you need to create a meditation habit. If movement is a big goal or health is a big goal, maybe you need to create a routine that you do 20 body weight squats before you get in the shower no matter what time of day it is, right? As the water's heating up, you do 20 body weight squats. What kind of systems or patterns can you implement? Can you begin to practice to make this achievement these, the growth in these areas easier. Now here's the next question. What will you do to make these things work regardless of how you feel? What will you do to make these things work regardless of how you feel? I've shared this before, but one of my good friends, she's in the master's club, she shared with me, gosh, probably a couple years ago now, um, that she and her husband kiss with tongue every day, no matter what. Not like a peck, like have a good day, but they make sure to kiss with tongue every single day. That's one of those things that is now just a habit or a pattern, has nothing to do with how they feel, if they're irritated with each other, if they just got in a big fight, if they're not feeling well, it really doesn't matter. They just do it. And that makes connection easier because she said, you know, no, no matter how frustrated I am or if we just had a tense day, it kind of takes the walls down. That's something that you can do if relationship connection is a goal of yours and you do it regardless of how you feel. Another one that, that I've talked with as well with this, this particular friend of mine is the sex every day for 30 days challenge. You know, we're just, hey, we're doing it literally. For 30 days every day regardless. The doing air squats before you get in the shower, body weight squats is another one that I, it's not whether I'm motivated to go to the gym or whatever. This is just something I do, even if it makes me roll my eyes, even if I don't feel like it. And maybe what you can do to make sure you're working this regardless of how you feel is you can have an accountability partner. Some people are really self-motivated, so maybe an app on your phone is a good way to go about it. There's all sorts of habit tracking apps and routine scheduling apps, but maybe you need a friend that you can text every day or say to each other every day, like, hey, did you get in your 20 minutes of movement or did you do your 20 body weight squats? Did you journal today? Did you meditate today? But what is something that you can do to help you ensure that you will follow through on this regardless of how you feel. The next question is what could get in my way? What could get in my way? One of the things that can get in the way of, of my relationship goals is putting it off to another time, right? And right now we're not trying to solve that. That's the next question, we'll get there. 
but putting it off, oh, we'll do that next week. This week is kind of crazy. Our schedules are bonkers. Something that can get in the way of the workouts is just, I'll do it tomorrow. And what I see when I start to recognize for myself what could get in the way is that ultimately what it is is a pattern of delay. So then the next question is, and your answers are obviously going to be different. They should be. The next question is, what can I do about it? So if for me the issue is putting things off, then can I do these things first? Can these things come first or can everything else be worked around it? For example, if I have date night in my schedule, well, then I'm not going to schedule a webinar on date night. Then I'm not going to have a Q&A with my clients or a coaching call on date night. So those things have to go in first. Let me do that today. As far as like workouts go, maybe I do it first thing in the morning, no matter what. Before I check email, before I schedule any meetings, I work out first thing so that the day doesn't get away from me. But let's plan for that. What could get in my way and what can I do about it? The goal here is not to be perfect. There will be things that get in the way sometime, but far fewer things will get in the way if you have a plan ahead of time. If you've adjusted for those things and optimized for those things. Here's the last question. What three people will I tell about my priorities, my goals, and where I'm going this year? Because when we don't share it with somebody else, it stays in the realm of really good intention in our mind and far easier to let ourselves off the hook. For my business goals, the entire Primal Potential team will know about them. My family will know about them. For, for my other business, my business partners and my team will know about my goals. For my relationship goals, the boyfriend will know, my sister will know, my mother will know, my cousins will know, my aunt will know, my friends will know. But at a minimum, you've got to tell three people. So what three people will you tell and when will you tell them about these goals? What I don't want anybody to do here is to create this big, beautiful plan and then not revisit it daily. So you have to have a process in place, whether that's your morning journaling, whether it's an alert on your phone, whether it's a calendar meeting with yourself first thing in the morning, whether it's a post-it note on the dash of your car or your bathroom mirror, doesn't matter. But you have to have a process that brings you back to these things every single day. For me, for 2020, they will be on the front of my journal because I journal every day. I'll also put a post-it note or an index card taped to the cover of whatever book I'm reading for the year. And I'll have a calendar appointment every single week to review my progress and take a moment to plan action steps for the following week. But I don't know about you, I've created many, many, many goals that then February comes around and I've drifted and then October comes around and I'm like, I don't even know where I put that piece of paper. 
And I don't want that for you. So create something for yourself that prompts you to revisit these things every day and also weekly so that you're constantly coming back to what can I do? What will I do today to move me in this direction that I've already identified that matters to me? The last thing I want to say is that today is the final day to register for the winter 12 weeks to transformation because we start on Sunday the 5th and we want to make sure that we can get your journal out in the mail to you before we start off. Our Your identity journal goes out in the mail physically to you no matter where in the world you live. So if you have a high degree of enthusiasm for this year and for what you want to achieve, but you have a low degree of confidence in your ability to follow through and stay connected, then I want to really encourage you to think about if having a process and a structure and a coach and that accountability is going to really help you. I know it really, really helps me. Some people are super self-motivated. That works for them. They've gotten results with that, and that is fantastic. But if you think you have a higher degree of probability of reaching these goals and achieving these things with that structure and support, it is worth the investment in yourself. If you ask yourself, if I spend this money to go through this program and it allows me to do what I want to do this year, is that worth it to me? For me, the answer is hell yeah. It's no question whatsoever of spending this money and spending the first three months of the year developing the tools to follow through, take action, and get results is going to help me create what I want for my life this year and in future years. Is that worth it? Absolutely. And if you say, yeah, you know what, that would probably help, then let's do it. Today is the last day. All you have to do is go to primalpotential.com forward slash transform to get the details, to register, to grab your spot, and or you can go to the show notes page for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 702, and we'll have a link over there for you as well. Let's make this year amazing. Let's make this month amazing. Let's make today amazing. And if there's anything we can do to help, if there are topics you want to hear about on the podcast this year, let us know because we would love that. And we hope to get the opportunity to work with you over these next three months to make this year amazing. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.